0: It has been 8 long months. We've battled and waited through the cold of winter. We got through seemingly the 3 days of spring. And now we are in the home stretch of the worst season of them all summer but as we wake up on this Monday morning it's all worth it because we get to say it is game week from all corners of this great state from Shawnee down to Liberal from Goodland over to Parsons from the state capitol in Topeka to Wichita, Kansas. From Salina to Osborne to the people rocking the purple in Lawrence, Kansas. It is game week. To the international boneheads holding it down in Singapore and Scotland, Canada, and all across the globe, it is game week. All across the country, from the nation's capital in Washington, D.C., to San Diego. From New York down to the Metroplex in Texas. To the people in Nebraska and Iowa living amongst the delusional fans that wear the color red. It is game week. We have a squad. Chris Kleiman's squad is waking up in Manhattan Ready to take the field for a season that has more expectations than we have seen in a very long time. It is game week. We have waited and waited to be able to wake up on a Monday morning, drink our coffee, and know that we are only five short days away from being back in Bill Snyder Family Stadium. A team that has all Americans in future first-round draft picks, down to whoever, the 105th guy on this team, they're ready to put on the power cat and lace him up and run out of that tunnel on Saturday. Because guess what? It may be a Monday, but it is game week. It is here. The wait is over. Welcome to game week. Boom, the boys are back and it is game week. As you can tell from the intro, I am feeling romantic about it. I'm feeling pumped up about it. I am so happy to get back to this week. It reminds me, you know, those those nerves going into, you know, games back when you're playing Pop Warner, back when you're playing high school. Just all the emotions come back when you're getting ramped up and at the end of the week, you know that game is just waiting for you. I can't wait. Uh, it's going to be a fun week. Uh, I'm going to kind of lay out some news about Bosca's Boys. Uh, basically, what we're going to be looking at for rest of this, or as we go into football season. I'm um, going to touch on some of the uh, news surrounding K-State athletics. Again, and this is probably a good thing. Not a lot of... Uh, Craziness in this final week uh, when it comes to football news. Uh, There are some injury whispers that I'm going to touch on. Uh, There, but but really, that's I mean that's about it, And, and that's to be expected. Again, at least if unless they have done a great job of keeping everything quiet, even the injury stuff that we're starting to hear whispers about aren't devastating or anything like that. So I'm excited about it. Buckle in. Happy Monday and happy game week. But before we get going anymore, you hear that crack. It is time to talk about our friends, Manhattan Brewing Company. They're back for all football season long. And what I'm sipping on this episode is the Townie Wheat. Now I've declared this the tailgate beer of the season. Townie Wheat Crisp, delicious, it's everything you want in a tailgating beer. Head over to Manhattan Brewing Company, get yourself a couple pints, grab some four-packs to go so you can tailgate in style all season long with Manhattan Brewing Company. Keep an eye on all their social media channels uh, to stay up to date with all the events. They have a big one on the 9th, the Friday before the Missouri game, Stan Weber is going to be coming in. He's going to be bringing in some former players. He's going to have a nice little program going on before that massive sellout game with Missouri. Also, they have their Golden Cat beer that just dropped in honor of all the former K-State football players. They have a collaboration with uh, Swag Team 6, the K-State equipment crew so that's another special beer, they have their Oktoberfest coming out soon, and again, they just dropped their pumpkin beer, so you know the pumpkin boys and I are going to be gobbling that up, I cannot wait to be guzzling down the Manhattan pumpkin pie beer, it's going to be delicious, it is awesome, so now let's get into the show, so Some rumors, some whispers coming out of Manhattan. And it's it's unfortunate because it does open up a pretty big question mark at one specific spot on the defense. And that is linebacker. It's sounding like Will Honus is back to being a little banged up. I don't know if we're going to see him in the opener. I hope we do. I want to see him. Um, But it sounds like it's going to be probably Austin Moore starting next to Daniel Green uh, for that first game. And honestly, with the history of Will Honus, while I'm so glad he's at K-State, he's battled lower body injuries his entire, well, not just lower body. He's been battling injuries his entire career. So I think it is probably safe to say to start moving on and thinking as Austin Moore might be that guy next to Daniel Green rest of the season. Now, I think Daniel Green is quite possibly the best linebacker in the Big 12. I think when it is all said and done, he's going to have over 100 tackles. I think he's going to lead the team in tackles for loss again. I think when it is all said and done, he might be the guy who K-State fans are championing for the defensive player of the year in the Big 12. Now, is it ideal? No, because another one of them is Khalid Duke. Now, I've heard Chris Kleiman... Continue to say Khalid's going to be ready for the first game. I'm in need. I, I need to see it to believe it with Khalid Duke getting back on the field. And even when we do, I think that it is almost going to strictly be in passing situations, and his only role is going to be rushing the quarterback. Now, he's at that Sam hybrid role, and I, I, I think Sean Robinson is really going to hold it down. But then who is going to back him up? You know, it sounds like Gavin Forsha, the junior college, one of those Tyler Trio players, it sounds like he's not quite ready to step up on the two deep. Is it going to be Topeka Cat, Desmond Purnell? Purnell, excuse me. uh, Topeka Hayden? Is he going to be able to step up and be playing a lot of downs there? I mean, he's a redshirt freshman. He only started playing linebacker, I think, back during bowl prep. So while we all came into preseason camp with the question marks around safety because you had so many new names back there now the way some of these injuries have gone uh you know Brandon Jennings leaving the program uh back during spring ball after coming in as a highly touted transfer portal pickup there's a lot of nerves there's a lot of anxiety uh here in the Scott Wildcat Chauncey Bosco household Surrounding linebacker. Now, you have Jake Clifton. You have Toby O. Those guys are true freshmen, great athletes. But again, remember, they didn't show up on campus until I think June. So, yeah, they, they got a little bit of uh, body by true season. Tremaine Carroll, one of the best strength and condition coaches in the nation. So, they got a little bit of that, and they got preseason camp. But they're still kind of drinking out of a fire hydrant. So, I, I don't think... You want to be depending on either one of those guys early in the season, and you're going to have a handful of games early in the season. You look at that Missouri game. You look at those road tilts in Norman and Ames. You know, and those are in, those are in your first six games before your bye week. And I don't want to be put in a position where you are having to look to Tobio or Jake Clifton. I think it is early. I think both those guys are going to be studs. And I think that you might see next year, I think you might see both of those guys starting either as true freshmen or redshirt, or uh, true sophomores or redshirt freshmen. But I now have a lot of worries. I'm starting to get very worried about that position next to Daniel Green. Now, with as good as I think this defensive line is going to be Eli Huggins, Nate Matlock, Jalen Pickle, and of course, King Felix. I think that is going to make the linebacker's job a lot easier. And I think due to that, we're going to see massive numbers and massive plays from Daniel Green. So I don't think it's a backbreaker, and it's not going to be something that is changing my prediction of us going to 10-2 and two and playing in Arlington. I am sticking to that. Some of this anxiety and worries around one of the linebacker spots and the depth that linebacker spot that's not going to change anything for me. But it is something I'm really going to be keeping an eye on in that first game versus South Dakota. And I think everyone else should. Um, now, I, I also i am going to say this. It sounds like we should be getting a depth chart either Monday or Tuesday. I can now pretty confidently say I'm expecting KT Levison to be that left tackle. I know that's not breaking any uh, news. I think that's something that we have all started to... Uh, not accept, that, that makes it sound like I, I'm fully against it I, I I go back and forth on it But that is what I'm expecting to see With Cooper Beebe at left guard Now at center, and of course right guard Is uh, going to be Taylor Portier. Everyone's excited to have him back And then Christian Duffy at right tackle So we're all still going to be waiting to see What happens at that center center spot uh, Hadley Panzer or uh, Hayden Gillum we're going to see what, what, what pops up there. Uh, it sounds like, depending on who you talk to, I, I've heard people, I, I've heard multiple different people predict both of those guys. I've heard multiple people say they think it's going to be Panzer. I've heard multiple people say it's going to be Gillum. I don't have a, a good enough gut feel, feel to make a prediction one way or another, but that is instantly where my eyes are going to go when the depth chart is released either on Monday or Tuesday. it is ins- I'm, I'm going to skip over everything and go right to that center spot because that's ultimately the only one that's going to matter. Again, that linebacker spot, now that the, the rumors of uh, Will Honus still being a little banged up, um, I think you, you'll look there. Maybe they'll kind of give you a tip-off. But also, while it will dominate the Twitter sphere and message boards and group chats for about 24 hours ultimately we all know that the depth chart is just kind of to put out there coach Kleiman rotates more than probably most coaches in power five football so a lot of these guys are going to see snaps especially in the non-con but I mean hell we've seen Connor Riley play in big time games nine offensive linemen in one game Now, when when the game is on the line, we we will all know who the five is, and I'm guessing it's the people on that one line on the depth chart. But he'll rotate it around. We're going to see a lot of guys in that South Dakota game, hopefully a lot of games in that Missouri game, and hopefully even more guys in that Tulane game as we ramp up for conference play. Only other thing I'm kind of going to be interested in in the depth chart is how they lay it out at wide receiver. I think we all have such high hopes for R.J. Garcia. Uh, Cade Warner, of course, is named as one of the team captains. I think if they're going to list three starters at wide receiver, because we don't even know that. I mean, we don't know how it's going to be presented out with Colin Klein in his offensive alignment. We don't know if they're going to have three starting wide receivers listed we don't know if they're going to have uh h back listed how are they going to list fullback with jacks and ben senate so there are going to be stuff to look at um but but it will be interested to see where where's rj garcia being lined up um is keenan garber going to be on the two deep or is someone going to jump over him you know i i think we need to be watching uh how those snaps go early on in the season as well because that's really going to determine or at least give a heads up and uh, a preview of what we can expect throughout the season at wide receiver i think we all are hoping to see rj garcia break out, and i think he has that potential we've heard it all blitz month of him being someone who might be that breakout player of the season on offense so that's where we're at at football um, all right before we keep moving on Charlie Hustle, they're still rocking with us, and we dominated. We dominated uh, social media, the mentions, all that type of stuff last Friday while they were trying to launch their Nebraska stuff, which, you know, Nebraska sucks. (laughs) I mean, what a joke of a game up in Ireland, but, I mean, Charlie Hustle does a good T-shirt. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, they, they were pretty good t-shirts But they're dropping their Iowa State stuff This Friday so guess what I'm going to give away another shirt So we can dominate the social media mentions On Charlie Hustle's notifications And make their social media manager happy Seeing purple in their mentions But guess what If you use promo code BOSCO15 You can get 15% off all their K-State shirts The absolute heat And it's not just shirts They got some joggers They got some crew necks. They got some hoodies. They have all sorts of stuff over at Charlie Hustle. So get over there. Use promo code BOSCO15. Again, they have the Arrowhead collection for you Kansas City Chiefs fans. The Crown Town uh, collection for all you Royals fans. Sporting Club for Sporting KC. They got some Kansas City current stuff. Washburn, Ichabod. Shout out to the Bods in Topeka. Hope Coach Schurig has a great season at Washburn. But they also have your classic Kansas City Hearts, Kansas City Landmark stuff, the Brewmasters, the Pit Boss stuff. All sorts of awesome t-shirts, sweatshirts, joggers, and hoodies over at Charlie Hustle. Get yourself a Kansas City Monarch shirt. They got great stuff over there. All right, um, here's some news before we wrap up with some non-football, just some K-State sports news at the end of this. Here's some show news. Like we said, we're going to be going five episodes a week, all football season long, uh, with bye weeks and once basketball starts ramping up. Some of the shows may look a little bit different, but this is the show release schedule in season. Monday is going to be the game review. Tuesday, we're going to have a weekly Q&A show. Uh, Wednesday is going to be my game preview uh, you know, for the game previews, for the Q&As, for the game reviews, we might have guests popping in and in and out, uh, but, but I'm always going to be there, uh, except for possibly the Iowa State review, but you guys already know uh, I'm working on some stuff. So you might hear some guest hosts working with me for those episodes. Uh, Thursday, we're going to have our Thursday Whip Around Show, where you're going to hear the primers, where we used to have the primers in our game preview shows. They are now going to have their own show. We're going to have a K-State primer. We're going to have an opponent's primer. We're going to have our Wildcat wrap-up, a roundup, Wildcat roundup, where we talk about the soccer, volleyball team. If there's any women's basketball news going on, if there's any men's basketball news, or any sort of big-time recruiting, we'll try to fit it into the Wildcat roundup uh, portion of that. We're going to have a Big 12 game of the week primer which I'm going to touch on something there in a second as well. Some weeks I will be doing an interview with someone who is giving one of those primers. Some weeks it'll just be them giving their monologues. I'll pop in with any uh, news that has come out out of the uh, assistant coach and player press availability, any news that pops up on uh, Wednesday. Uh, So I will pop in if there's any of that. But it's going to be what those primers traditionally were. Thursday, uh, and that's going to be on Thursday. Friday, we will publish the live show. The live show, we're still going to record it on Wednesday on Spotify Live. Again, we went for almost three hours. It was a blast. It was a blast last week. I hope folks have gotten to listen to at least parts of that. I know it's a big episode, but it was a blast. So that is going to be our recording schedule. Now, here's some news, and this is not going to drastically change anything at all from the show, so don't worry. Uh, Everyone knows I've been with Sports Drink. It's been under a couple different names, but I've been with this podcast network that my good friend Andrew uh, started. We were one of the first shows, and we're one of the biggest college shows that they have. We're not leaving Sports Drink, but... There is a new partnership that is now uh, part of the family. Is that too cliche? And I'm excited about this, uh, partly because I I, I helped try to make it happen. And it's because I wanted to be part of something else in a more official capacity, but I did not want to leave Sports Drink. I did not want to leave this awesome network Uh, That my good friend Andrew started. But I am officially bringing Bosco's Boys, Sports Drink, and the 1012 Network all together in one big happy family. Uh, There's a new partnership between Sports Drink and the 1012, which means Bosco's Boys officially can become the Kansas State, the K-State, the EMAW Nation podcast representing you all representing the color purple lavender white and sometimes gray if they ever bring it back over on the 1012 network now what does that mean ultimately it means you're gonna hear me guess b- being a guest on a lot of the shows over on the 1012 network you're gonna hear a lot of the different 1012 network hosts giving the opponent primers and you're gonna be able to you know see me hopefully, over on the 1012 Network show a little bit more often as well, because I love going on with Philip, with Andy, with JSJ. So it's not going to change hardly anything at all, but you are going to see us interacting with them on Twitter a little bit more. And we're going to ask you to be following some of those folks, listen to a couple different shows, but it's going to be great to be able to interact with a lot of new shows that are talking Big 12. So don't worry; it's not going to change anything. Uh, I'm uh, th- this show is always going to be here. I'm always going to own the RSS feed. That is never going anywhere. Bosco's Boys is never going anywhere. But we are now going are going to get to partner in a more Facebook official type of capacity with our friends over at the Ten Twelve Network. Now we're going to wrap up. With just a little bit of... Well, one is a massive piece of news. Uh, just some stuff around the K-State Athletic Department. Uh, it was great to see Meet the Wildcats back at Bill Snyder Family Stadium. Seeing some of the videos, the pictures of all the kids being able to meet the players on the concourse. Get autographs, talk to their heroes. It's always good to see that. that that's the good. Um, we'll stay with the good. K-State volleyball, absolutely dominating. Absolutely dominating the Wildcat Invitational. Uh, they only dropped one set, and even that, w- they, they were dominating before Before NC State came back, and they went on a big run. We had a lot of unforced errors. But I tell you what, the, the squad Susie Fritz has was looking good, especially that now they can attack from a couple different spots. Leah Carter, Baca, there's a couple other folks that looked really good. Now, they had a lot of service errors. Um, I think they're, you know, Hinkle is actually uh, the starting center and she has not played that hardly at all. So there's going to be some growing p- pains, but it's good to have a dominating, uh, you know, two sweeps and a four set win to start the season 3-0. and Now let's get to the bad. Um, K-State soccer dropping a heartbreaker to UTSA. I know Brian Smoller talks about how tough it is to start a college sh- soccer program from stretch I'm really hoping to and the squad can make some noise in big 12 play um, finish seventh or eighth um, but it's been a disappointing start to the season with K State soccer I, they've left points on the table and it, it is making you a little weary a little worried. Um, that it might just be more of the same old, same old. We'll obviously be trying to touch on that, trying to cover uh, soccer and volleyball throughout uh, the season uh, during the whip around shows. Now, women's basketball, and we talked a lot about women's basketball in the winter, and we're going to try to make sure that we touch on women's basketball as well. We're, we're trying to do a better job covering the women's sports. And some horrible news came out. Aoka Lee they announced is or has undergone a season-ending knee surgery. So, Aoka Lee is out for the season. In the release, she said she's going to come back for her super senior season uh, and get her graduate degree and come back next season. Now, uh, that that is absolutely devastating news. When you bring in such a great recruiting class, when you have the three now sophomores who played so well at different times last year with a year under their belt. Um, it sucks. It's devastating when, when you thought, hey, maybe you could be a player for a Big 12 championship. M- maybe you could be a player to be a top four seed and host some NCAA tournament games. That kind of goes out the window. Now, you have some talent. Uh, and again, you're going to have to depend on some other folks. I, I, I think... If Aoka Lee can come back 100% next year, this is going to be a net positive setting up for that super senior season. But it does put a damper on uh, this season, you know, they, they were hyping up that game versus Iowa, which I'm still going to try to be in Bramlage for because it's part of a doubleheader with the men, with the UMKC game, with the men actually being the first game. The the women are going to be the second game. At least I believe that's how it's being marketed. That game in, in Milwaukee versus Wisconsin, um, a lot of big games. So th- this team without Aoka Lee is going to uh, see some live fire early. Now, if they could scrape together and get into the NCAA tournament, or if they could make a run in the WNIT, you know, knock off some of these high, high profile Big 12 teams, even without Aoka Lee, then that's setting up for what will be a super exciting season next year. But with the hopes and the dreams and kind of the momentum and the hype around the women's basketball team, it is devastating to lose the player who might have been. One of the favorites for the women's national player of the year. That sucks. Uh, there's no way around it. So Jeff Mitty is going to have his hands full, depending on that you know trio of sophomores and that highly touted recruiting class, to really take a step forward and find a way to postseason play even without their superstar. Now I've been critical of Jeff Mitty and his uh, coaching on-court chops, but the one thing you can't take away, because I think he is the best recruiter at K-State as a head coach. I think the talent level is great. So he's going to have to prove it with a lot of, you know, borderline all Big 12 players without that bona fide top player in the league. So it's going to to be interesting. It is going to really uh, give us a lot to watch and think about when women's basketball season rolls around. Uh, but I did want to touch on that in this little portion. So with that said, we are, it is game week. It is football game week. Football is going to continue to dominate. But when big news for all the other programs pops up, I will talk about it. We'll also talk about, you know, again, throughout the, the, I'm still going to do picks during the preview show. And that's where I will kind of give my takes on the big 12. But since they're not in the Big 12 and because I don't think they're going to have any games worthy enough of getting on the pick'em schedule because it's going to be Scott versus the Boneheads, let's just laugh. Let's end the show laughing at Nebraska. Nebraska fans want to take shots at our quarterback, Adrian Martinez, rocking the number nine in purple, saying he's the reason why they lost all those close games. Well, what happens? They lose to the worst team in the Big 10 at least one of the preseason picks to be the worst team in the Big Ten, in a close, gut-wrenching game. And Adrian Martinez is safely, just with his feet up in Manhattan, Kansas, and he was nowhere near that just wreckage pile wearing red jerseys in Nebraska. What an absolute joke of a program. What a joke of a school And Scott Frost and Nebraska fans are absolute clowns for trying to push all their issues off on Adrian Martinez. Absolute clowns. So that's how I'm going to end the show today. Nebraska fans are clowns. Scott Frost is a clown. Tomorrow we're going to end the Blitz Month preview series with Derek Young of K-State Online. Wednesday we're going to have our game previews, including my picks For the Big 12 and some other games. Thursday we'll have our inaugural Thursday Whip Around Show. Friday you're going to hear the live show. Again, the live show will happen 7 p.m. on Spotify Live. You'll be able to hear it Friday when we publish it. Again, shout out to Manhattan Brewing Company. The Townie Wheat is the tailgate beer of the summer. Go check them out. They're distributing. I know you can buy them in Topeka. I'm waiting for them to get into Johnson County. But anytime I go to Manhattan, I'm drinking a pint and grabbing at least one four-pack to take with me. You should too. Follow them on all the social medias to know when they're doing beer releases, when they have special events. Again, uh, the Friday before the Missouri game, Stan Weber's going to be in the house. Make sure you check them out. Again, I love Manhattan Brewing Company. I can't wait to record another episode in their brewery. I'm going to do that soon. Uh, And then Charlie Hustle. Again, you want to buy great K-State t-shirts from a local Kansas City company? Charlie Hustle is the company for you. Use promo code 15 Gobble up some shirts, get yourself some joggers, get yourself a crew neck. Maybe check it out. Chiefs, hey, their season here in a couple weeks. Get yourself something from the Arrowhead Collection. I can't wait. I Guys, I'm absolutely buzzing. I am absolutely buzzing, and I hope you are too. I hope you are too. Check out all, all the Blitz Month shows this week. If you missed any of them, they're all evergreen. Those are all evergreen episodes. While we started recording them at the end of July, they're evergreen. So if you want your fix of K-State preview content, go back, find your favorite personality that have come on and done a Blitz Month episode. Go back and listen to it. Listen to the boneheaded extravaganza. It's almost three hours long. You might want to listen to that one on 2x speed. Go check that one out. And then again, final, final time, uh, Derek Young on Tuesday. South Dakota preview on Wednesday Thursday whip around on Thursday And Friday we will have The recording of the live show So for Chauncey Bosco For all of Wildcat Nation We love you guys and go cats It's time to get set For the cat attack hey, You can you can feel it coming on, for Kansas State, the feeling's growing strong. You can join in the action, this is where you want to be, with Kansas State, come on, set your spirit free. Kansas State, our fine is with the cats, Kansas State, come on, join the cats. Podcast Network.